right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Wednesday, February 10th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And it was Super Bowl weekend, mm-hmm. so people were home, watching the game, a lot of people, watching the commercials, huh? Watching commercials, some commercials from movies, huh? Yeah, so, well, you know, maybe we'll talk about those yeah what what were some of the, the super bowl commercials for movies this year was there did i miss an f9 commercial there was, was there a short f9 commercial yes do you remember did it have a date attached did it say f9 this memorial day weekend or did it just say f9 exists i don't remember because I, this, wasn't, this was not on the run sheet. This was not part of the format for the episode. I threw a curveball at you. No, I threw a curveball at you. Oh, by just mentioning the existence of a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So, but here we go. We can look this up. Yeah, fuck it. We're doing it live. This is the ultimate raw feed right now. Yep. Every trailer. I went to Vulture. Which you don't like to do. I don't like to do, yes. Oh, we got to talk about a big one. But we'll do that. Okay, we're going to tease this. It's It, it was so it one. Says, it says in theaters soon. That is what it said at the end of this F9 Super Bowl spot. Mm-hmm. It says in theaters soon. It does not say Memorial Day weekend. You know... Normally, I would say you shouldn't read into things, but we got to read into this. Do you feel like this is universal using the platform of a Super Bowl, which now that the because the Super Bowl has happened already, we could call it the Super Bowl. We don't have to call it the big game. You only have to do that leading up to the big game. After the big game has been played, you could call it the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl, huge platform, worldwide stage, B.O. Boys level distribution, did Universal use this to subtly let people know F9 may not be coming out on Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, because they would be splashing Memorial Day weekend at the end here if that was a definite. Right, right, right. Yeah, in theaters soon. Soon is such a wobbly, flexible, nebulous term. You know, your soon could be a year and a half from now, mm-hmm. depending on how long you plan to live, how healthy you are, how forgetful you are. So that does feel like they are hedging on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, we might see another move here just because uh, these vaccines aren't getting distributed fast enough. Mm-hmm. Things aren't moving in, in a positive direction and this is a huge movie. I, I just I and this is an international and domestic day and date play. So you want this to be one of the first movies that comes back and revitalizes the box office. You you want this to be that big shot of you know human growth hormone in the tuchus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that that's the thing if. If it was sticking to Memorial Day weekend and Universal is purchasing this Super Bowl ad, 
you would think that the Super Bowl ad would end with Vin's back, get vaxxed, Memorial Day weekend. You know, that that's pretty much boilerplate what they would have had to say if this was opening at the end of May. You would have had to use get vaxxed in that Super Bowl ad. And we did not see that. We did not see the words get vaxxed. Yeah, I it's it's very interesting. I mean, when when is this announcement, do you think? When will this announcement be made? It's got to be made soon, I think. Right? So, I think if they basically used the platform of, and again, we could call it the Super Bowl because it's passed. You have to call it the big game on the lead, and it is the Super Bowl. They used the platform of this Super Bowl to tell us it's probably not coming out on Memorial Day weekend I think then they may use commercials during big events to let us know the news of F9. You know, th- this movie is too big for press releases. It may need to tell its story in the course of ads during big live events. So what's what next? Do we have coming Some up? NASCAR thing? Possibly a NASCAR big game. The Masters? Um, the Masters, I, I-, I think that... I doubt Whether there's that's crossover. A, that's, yeah, there's no cars involved in golf. There's not even a, a, a parking lot that you could see. I've never, Car- I've never carts. There are carts. You're right. There are carts, but I feel like the cart is belittling the cars that you would get in F9. You don't want Vin and, and and La Familia to be associated with golf carts. No, you do a commercial where mm-hmm. the La Familia just buzzes past golf carts, knocking them off of the road. Oh, that's a great one. That's true. And you have, like, you know, Jack Nicholas uh, getting knocked out of his golf cart. You know, you're cutting to a stuntman. Or is Jack Nicholas dead? I mean, it doesn't matter because what's-his-face uh, showed up for the Super Bowl the old Green Bay coach. Oh, Vince Lombardi, right. Vince so Lombardi, you could, which can whether, only be uh, looked at as a, like, Grand Theft Auto level hologram. Mm-hmm. They, well, I don't want to create, I don't want to turn this into like a Super Bowl commercial no, no, podcast, no. but special effects have nosedived, it feels like to me, yeah, after which watching is odd. these. It's odd because all special effects are created in in rooms, so you would think that people would have more time to do better special effects. But it could just be that more time on your hands, you you diddle around and you you screw it up. Yeah. But back to F9. Yeah, I could see that being a Masters ad or a big golf event ad where Vin, uh, you know, busts through a golf cart you know, knocks over a couple of famous golfers and they announce F9 moving to August, something like that. I mean, I could see it being a big commercial during the Oscars telecast in April. You know, to me, that's the maybe the logical event where F9 debuts a new commercial that announces a different release date. Well, when is Memorial Day? End of May. It's always the end, last weekend in May. Okay. 
Oscar telecast is, I think, mid-April. So that might be the time that you and, you know, nowadays these movie announcements come late because it's not like people are really preparing to do anything. So I could see that being the commercial that F9 announces its new release date. You know, Super Bowl is where they sort of basically prepped us that it ain't coming out on Memorial Day. Maybe the Golden Globes, they officially announce, hey, we're moving. You know, and then you see them drive off in their cars. Or do and, they just come out on stage? Do they drive out on stage? Do they? Oh, I could. See, okay. I could see that because you got to figure the Oscars telecast this April is going to be heavy on, you know, off-site filming, pre-recorded stuff. You know, maybe they'll be in a theater for some of it, but they'll be cutting away to, hey, let's go take a look at what's happening, you know, in an empty parking lot somewhere. And then that's when Vin busts through like a giant Oscar statuette, rips it in half with his car, says we're moving August 2021. And here are the nominees for Best Achievement in... Best Supporting Actress. Sound he's mixing. No, he's announced... He busts through an Oscar statuette in a parking lot, and he announces Best Supporting Actress. Well, wouldn't that be the winner last year? Do that? No. No. It, it's, he, you got to give him something big. If he's busting through an Oscar statuette with, with a car, it's got to be an acting award or, or higher. You don't think hair and makeup? No, he's bigger than that. He has no hair. He doesn't allow makeup. Yeah, I mean, it, it it could happen. It could happen. Is that what you're saying will happen? I am saying... Are you willing to lock that down? I'm locking it down that we are going to see over the next few months a continued progression of F9 release date announcements during commercials and big events. I think there's a, a, a golf one is possible... I think a Golden Globes is going to have another soft tease. And then I think at the Oscars, there is a commercial slash, you know, pre-taped segment in which Vin Diesel announces the new release date for F9. That is my prediction. Wow. So wrapped up in all that, though, is our belief that that movie is moving. Yeah. I mean, I, I was on the fence... And the advertisement we saw at the big game slash Super Bowl where they didn't say Memorial Day. They did not say those words. Those words, Memorial Day, leads me to think it is moving. And that was their way of just like not ripping the Band-Aid all the way off. They just like peeled the Band-Aid off a little bit, started the hurt going. Yeah, at the very least they are unsure of that release date yeah which they have been sure for a long time right so that does create a little bit of insecurity among all of us yeah yeah that's really that's really damning for although i do think theaters are going to bounce back it's just maintaining and sustaining themselves through this hard time that will be tough for a lot of people because you right. got to think of the the 
the personal end of this, the the way, you know, employees of these theaters are out of work right. and things like that and in all these cuts. So it's not just the institution of theatrical films, it's also all the people that that sustains that you got to think it's rough when they see something like that, when they're at home enjoying mm-hmm. the Super Bowl and they're microwaving nachos or whatever, and they see mm-hmm. that, you know, you're right. an usher at Regal, and you see that it says coming soon, you're thinking, well, what happened to Memorial Day? Right, right, right. Yeah, they're, they're like yelling at the TV, say the words, say Memorial Day. Yeah. And those the, words did not come. It's the human factor that we always forget about. Yeah. I mean... Let's just hope that coming soon does mean relatively soon, you know, and that there soon isn't a year from now, which I don't think it is. I mean, I still think F9, we're seeing it this summer. Memorial Day, though, maybe off the table. We we will see. So another, just to stay on the topic of movie ads during the big game slash Super Bowl, now that it's in the past. Uh, there was a big ad, and we went crazy for this on our text thread. You well, know, I was we gonna say, our... do we want to say, do we want to keep that to the end of this? Because we'll just go through the other ones first. Because okay, this was a so big you, one. So you want to, you want to, we'll jump into the top five, and then we'll come back. to No, no, to no, this. no. Okay. Let, let's keep talking about these, but there's some other ones before we mention that one. Okay, so will you tell me what do you want to talk about next? Well, because this the the fact that some of these movies have Super Bowl commercials just shows what these companies are trying to push. And I thought we could touch upon some of the, not lesser ones, but the one that you were mentioning, I think, is the one you end the segment with. Because it's sure. going to have the most conversation, and it's so the you, biggest. So you lead me into, what, what one do you want to talk about next? Well, there was a Coming to America commercial. The mm-hmm. Coming to America film that's coming to Amazon Prime March 5th. That got a spot. The Bob Odenkirk action film, Nobody, yeah, got a spot. That's coming out April 2nd. So that's there- coming out in theaters and then... Oh, that's Universal. So that's in theaters and then PVOD... 17 days later. But depending on... That's one of those things. Depending on how well it does, it might not go to PVOD that quickly. You know? It yeah. could do Bafo. This movie looks really interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. It, Could this be the next John Wick? Or is this the next... What was that one? Atomic Blonde. Which you know, still did okay, but it, it, it never became a huge cultural touch point. It would be something... If Bob Odenkirk becomes the next Keanu Reeves, becomes our next, you know, box office action draw, you know, and it has been that type of year, strange things happen now, and maybe nobody explodes and and Bob Odenkirk becomes an action star. In the, in the I, I think he would maybe reach Liam Neeson level. I don't know if he could reach the level of a Keanu. Yeah, God, even that, even reaching Liam Neeson level would be interesting. But listen, Keanu, 
Keanu started as Bill and Ted, you know? But he was like 20. Bob Odenkirk is 55 or something. Right. Still, it's where you start, not when you start. You know, and they both started in comedy and they ended as action stars. That could happen. Yeah, I mean, the fact it that... It got a Super Bowl commercial. That's what I was going to say. The fact that Universal put this during the big game mm-hmm. means that they have some sort of confidence in this film. They also mm-hmm. moved it. It was supposed to come out in the summer. Then it was supposed to come out during these lean times. And they moved it to April because they think, oh, we want actu- we want people to actually see this. We don't want this to be a movie that... We put in theaters, and then 17 days later, it drops on PVOD, like Come Play, or Mm -hmm. some of the Mm -hmm. other movies, like Freaky, that they put out during these lean times. Right, right. Yeah, this was definitely something they have a little faith in. Yeah, so that's It's not a burn-off. Yeah. And... Yeah. Come Come Play did not get a Super Bowl commercial. They didn't... Let's delay Come Play so that we could have Come Play... Uh, get featured during the Super Bowl. They, Universal didn't do that. Even though there was a, a perfect tie-in because yes. you're playing football, come play. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Right, right. And then we have Raya the La- and the Last Dragon, which is interesting because it's coming out March 5th, but mm-hmm. this is a Disney Plus premiere access situation, okay. similar to what they did with Mulan. So Which, then, is it in any theaters in the United States? Theaters, yeah. It's coming to theaters and Disney Plus with premiere access. Gotcha. So it's day and date theaters and basically PVOD on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, subscribers still have to pay 30 bucks on top of their subscription. Which we all kind of figured out that that didn't work well with Mulan or people didn't want to see Mulan. I, the interest in this is, I I mean, listen, I'm not a kid. This is not a Pixar movie because Pixar Mm -hmm. movies are for adults at this point. They're squarely aimed at adults. Soul is Mm -hmm. squarely an adult movie at this point. Right. Right. Pixar is basically aiming at, uh, 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 adults who, who like read Nietzsche and stuff. And who, like, just think about death all the time. Like, yeah. that is where Pixar is at. It's not just adults. It is depressed adults. Mm-hmm. Existential adults. Yes. Yes. So, this film is Walt Disney Animation Studios, which it, it skews younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did Wreck-It Ralph. They did... Moana. Moana. Yeah. So, you know, it's not... It's not my demo but the rats need their cheese and i wouldn't be Mm -hmm. surprised if this does well at the theater just because you know we've seen the crudes really raking up right uh, racking up some good bo so i'm never gonna say that a movie that's aimed at kids is going to underperform at the box office i think this will do a lot better than mulan did on disney plus pvod because it is like you said, it's a Disney animation, so it is aimed at kids, whereas Mulan, I don't know who that was aimed at. A live-action remake of a Disney cartoon, except it didn't have the songs. And that was, was the like, mistake. 
it, it that that whole movie just in retrospect was a disaster. I think Rye is going to do a lot better. Also, it got the Super Bowl ad, mm-hmm. you know, so you have all these families get together to watch the big game. And a lot of times it's families that don't spend time with each other otherwise the rest of the year. But that one day a year, they all gather in the family room. They put down their secondary screens. Maybe they put all the kids' devices in a lockbox and they say, this is the big game. We're watching the big game together. Put your phone in a lockbox. And they can't fast forward. So they're watching the commercials. And when that Raya ad comes on, I'm sure those kids are saying, you got to either take me to see that or you're spending 30 bucks on, on Disney premium PBOD. My phone is in a lockbox. This is all I could think about. Now, Pat, isn't it Raya? Because Raya is the Tinder for famous people. So it's Raya. Okay. I always mix up which is which. So this movie is, this is the movie that's about a dragon. It's not about being able to date, you know, uh, Macaulay Culkin. No, this is not the hookup app for Timothy Chalamet. Gotcha. 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 So Raya. Raya. Um, I... Raya, Raya. Raya is where I see a dragon, right? Not where I, you know, uh, see Lena Dunham's profile. No, you will not be able to hook up with Whitney Cummings because of this dragon movie. Okay. But what do you think, though, about my theory that the families are together, watching the big game, phones are in lockboxes, the kids are going to want to see this movie? Yeah, they're rats. They want cheese. You see mozzarella, yeah. you're going to go see it. I, that's the thing. Right, right. The rats need right. their cheese. It's cheese right. at this right. point. And Disney was smart. They put that cheese on one of the biggest platforms of the year, the commercials of the big game slash Super Bowl. So talk about the big one. Okay, now we can. Yeah. Okay. So like I was saying... This movie had an ad that blew up our text thread, you know, with myself, you, a couple of other movie enthusiast friends of ours. We have our movie-based text thread during the big game. And a commercial spot aired that blew it up, and that was for M. Night Shyamalan's Old Which I guess he had been teasing this on Twitter. I don't have access to Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... No access. No, I don't have access to it. So I did not know that anything was coming. Mm-hmm. So this was one of those things where I was with the normies. Okay. In this being a surprise. I, I have access to Twitter. I did not... I may not have access to M. Night Shyamalan's Twitter is the issue. I did not know this was coming either. So I also was normified with you. I was in, in, in normie land when this aired. But I found this to be very interesting because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. M. Night has had such a interesting career trajectory that this film dropping a trailer was such a big deal and it is so anticipated yep where 
no one knew this was coming out. Now it's coming out summer, so we don't know exactly when, which is smart, of course, because they don't. I don't think it's dated yet. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this guy could come back from the lowest ebb, from being in director jail, yes, big budget yes. director jail, to have solitary, him now, yeah, for him to now be this marquee name again. Where mm-hmm. you can just put out this wackadoo trailer where you this family goes on the beach, the son goes into a cave, comes out, he's old. And the movie's called Old. Oh, it's and so the, great. And the fact that he can do something like that. He's the only person who can do something like that. And us still think this could be great. Or it could be awful, but I'm here for either one of those things. Yep. That is a truly unique individual and talent. Yep. Because yeah. you go into a Scorsese movie like thinking that it's going to be a certain level of quality always. Unless it's, you know, his movies that he like Silence which we both loved but wasn't made for audiences. He would have a few of those movies. I mean, no but- one goes into a Scorsese movie thinking one way or the other this is going to be nuts. They go into it, we go into it thinking I really hope this is great. Yes. But no one is like, this is going to be bananas. I can't not see this. And when you see that that big game ad for old, that is what you're thinking. I got to see this. And I love it's based on a graphic novel called Sandcastle. Okay. And he's not going to call it Sandcastle, huh? No. no. He's like, it's a movie where. Uh, young people go in a cave and they come out old. It's called old. Yeah. His split personality movie was called split. His movie about a guy that was unbreakable was called unbreakable. Yes. The sixth sense is the closest thing that he's ever come to nuance. Right. Right. He didn't call that ghost sight. No. But I mean that that's his, his new persona is like glass glass is about, Mr. Glass. Right, right. So it's, this is huge. I think this is going to be one of those movies that I hope, I hope theaters are open and ready for this because it's one of the, this is going to be a huge hit, I think, because people are going to want to go see something interesting Mm -hmm. and have that communal just enjoyment of, what the heck is going on? You know, that that WTH moment that people yep. love to have next to strangers. Yeah. I do not want to see this on PVOD. I don't care how long you have to wait, how long, you know, whatever length of time it takes for all of us to get these vaxes, you wait that, al- that amount of time and then you put this out. Do not put this out on PVOD. I don't want to see this dropped on HBO Max. I don't want to see it on Hulu. Mm-mm. Wait until it's safe and then you put out old. This is a movie theater movie. Yeah. Um, and you know what? M. Night won the Super Bowl. M. Night, I would say, had the best night ever at this year's big game. Well, I mean, him and Wayne's World. Well, speaking of old, right? Huh, there we go. Tying wow. it all together. Wow. Res- show some respect. Schwing. Schwing. 
Wow. Well, that, you can't say. I'm going to have to beep that. Schwing is assault. They did not say Schwing. You can't. It's assault. So, Old won the Super Bowl. How about, you know, there is, between Wayne's World, the movie Old, and Tom Brady. Yep. I think it is safe to say that the winner of this year's Super Bowl was Old. Mm-hmm. Being old. Being old. Great. That's so true. That is how you that is how every sports writer in America should have led their Super Bowl recap article. It was an old it was a good night to be old at this year's Super Bowl, which I could call it the Super Bowl now because it has been played. I don't have to call it the big game. That should have been the first sentence of every uh, uh, sports article on Monday morning. Yeah. And you're covering Tom Brady, you're covering the return of Wayne's World, and you're covering M. Night Shyamalan's old. Yeah, but a lot of people don't put those things together. They don't. Well, that's why the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people, people come here. Yeah. We put it all together. Clayton, should we take a look at this top five for the Well, I was going to say, we talked about who won the Super Bowl, but who won the box office? Well, do you want to, you want to give them that answer? Who, who was number one at the box office this past Super Bowl weekend? Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Again, with the little things, $2.1 million, down 56%. It added some theaters. Nice. It's at $7.8 million. Now, the thing with this is we've talked about a lot of reasons why, you know, this is a 56% drop, which isn't horrible. Mm-hmm. I think you had a confluence of situations here. You had... You know, people at the time thinking about the big game. And mm-hmm. I think there's a crossover between Denzel fans and football fans. Yep. And we also had some uh, some more snow here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as it was before, but still inclement weather will keep people away. Right, right. And, and on the East Coast, you know, we're not as... Uh, uh, used to just being able to brave the elements as, you know, the people in the stacks, as the plain billies, as the earth dogs. You know, they have inclement weather in the stacks. They they got their, you know, they got their snow boots. They got their fire boots. They got all the tools out there to, to go through brave it. You know, they're they're willing to just physically be cold, physically be really hot. And they'll go out and go see a movie, whatever. You know, we're coastal elites. We, we, you know, it snows. We're, we're staying in. We're closing the shutters. Yes. You know, it, we're, we're, we're done for the weekend. And we can also... We're reading. We're reading books. You know, that that's what happens when there's inclement weather on the East Coast. Coastal elites will stay in and we'll read a book. But you stacks dwellers out there, you plain billies, you will not let that happen. You will still go out into that inclement weather... Books be damned. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, they're not going to crack open the latest Jonathan Franzen. No. No. They will say, 
I will walk out into that fire to go to, you know, the, the Home Depot and the movie theater that's connected to the Home Depot. And God bless you for that. You're the ones who went out and saw the little things this weekend. And there's also, and I think this is really something that we have hit upon, mm-hmm. there's the trickle-down that week that it takes for the information to trickle down that this movie is available to people at home. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that we have to give at least a week to people who don't listen to this podcast, how dare you, mm-hmm. who aren't up on box office comings and goings and don't know about this HBO Max, Warner Bros. day date situation. Right. It will take those people at the very least a week. And that's right. the people that are really up on things for a normie. Mm-hmm. So we have to take that into account that some of this drop is people figuring out, oh, I don't need to go. Mm-hmm. I can stay in and get HBO Max. Right, right. Yeah, that takes a week. And especially when you see the commercials for these uh, um, Warner Brothers HBO Max day and date releases, like the little things, it'll say in theaters and on HBO Max, whatever date. And, you know, most people stop listening to things halfway through. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of people who they hear in theaters and then that's it. Their brain shuts off. They're like, great, got it. I've processed everything from this commercial. I will shut my brain off until next commercial. So I think you run into that where people shut their brain off after they hear in theaters. They forget the HBO Max part or they don't get to it. And they have to see the commercial a few times before their brain stays with it all the way to the end. And I also think there's a level of confusion for HBO subscribers in that they think, oh, it's on HBO then. And then they I go mean, to their HBO on demand and it's not there and they're confused. I got to say, that is actually an aspect we have not talked about with this whole Warner Media HBO Max situation. Is, you know, we're both HBO Max subscribers because neither of us have cable. So we do everything through our apps. We're right? cutters. We're cutters. We're, we're cutters. And... That is true. Think of all of the people who just have regular cable and just subscribe to HBO. And all you've heard this year is HBO Max, HBO Max, HBO Max. And you have HBO and none of that is on your television. It must drive you insane. Yeah, they're going to watch. Especially since HBO costs the same as HBO Max. If you're an HBO only subscriber, you're paying 16 bucks a month to get it. Yeah, it, that that I think is a huge confusion point. And mm-hmm. it, they're doing nothing to fix that. Right. Because all of those HBO subscribers, they have access to HBO Max, but they have to log in through like some kind of streaming setup. It's yes. not on their cable box. They have to log in. I believe they would log in to HBO Max through their cable service, the same way they would do HBO Go and the other one, which is also so confusing. There was HBO Go and then HBO Now. <laughs> right. But none of those are just like, you put on the TV, you flip from Nat Geo 
to Food TV to USA Network to HBO. HBO Max ain't on there. Mm-mm. You know, you've got to go to something other than your cable box. And I, those people must see those commercials that there's a Denzel movie coming to HBO and it's not there for them. And they, they, you're, you're definitely water media. We've talked about this a little bit this year is definitely creating a very angry base. Yes. They are riling up a very angry base of people right now with the way they're handling their uh, streaming service. And if some of these movies don't make it to HBO Max day and date because of lawsuits, it's bound to happen. One of these films is going to, especially because they're doing it for every 2021 movie. And if the box office rebounds, Mm -hmm. these companies are going to be really angry that their movies are going to a streaming service when they could be watched in a packed theater. Right, right. I mean, to me, looking at that list of the Warner Media 2021 slate, I mean, it's like John Wick, The Matrix, Suicide Squad. If you're holding off on those movies until summer and then you're still doing the HBO Max day and date release in the summer, when hopefully by then we're vaxxed up, F9 is out doing Bafo Bobo in the theaters how do you not put matrix out just in movie theaters it's it's totally bananas yeah i think they'll renege on it and that's always bad yeah so i mean hbo warner media i think their strategy is all it's really doing is just riling people up um and you know little things though because of denzel it's still a success but that's just based on, like we talked about last week, Denzel is just such a premium level movie star. Yes. So, so no. speaking of premium level movie stars, mm-hmm. number two, The Crudes, wow. A New Age, $1.6 million, down only 8%, still in 1,935 theaters, Added 59 theaters. This movie is at $45.9 million in its 11th weekend. This thing is a juggernaut. Yep. Yeah, this is a Titanic-level run. And this is a film that is now available, I believe, available on PVOD for a reasonable price. Let me double-check that. Is it single digits? I believe it. I believe it is. Uh, let me you vamp a little bit while I. So so, Crude's New Age is also a movie that every once in a while some new some new things come out and it falls down the charts and it keeps finding its way back up to the top. And when we look at little things, made two point one million this week. Crude's New Age made one point six. Is there a chance that in the next week or two, Crude's a New Age gets to number one again? Ooh, that's a that's a big possibility. Um, let's let's put a pin in that for a sec because okay, it is still it's not a rental anymore. You can purchase it for nineteen ninety nine. Okay, 
which gotcha. you know a lot of people are doing because their kids have rented it several times and they want to finally stop the bleeding by just purchasing this movie. Are there be- homes in which somebody at this point has spent over $100 just on 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 VOD money for the crudes uh, where, uh, where they have had to rent it at 20 bucks several times and now they finally are buying it. I would say the average household that has more than one child has spent over a hundred dollars on the crudes a new age. Wow. Wow. Because I'm looking at this, it's going to be available to rent February 23rd. So that will be at probably a six ninety nine or a five ninety nine price point, but I'm I'm on Apple Apple TV. I guess what is it? It's uh, iTunes. What do they call it now? I think it's Apple TV. Yeah, I mean they rebranded it. Okay. So I'm watching this little. You know, it's an automatic trailer, and I'm watching this, and I I I'm captivated by this. Yeah. I I don't have the sound on. I don't know what's going on, but I'm watching this, and I'm thinking. I'll watch this movie. Yeah. I mean, so, we've talked about it. I think that is going to have to be, at some point, a bonus episode of this podcast is we are going to have to jump into the new age and, and watch and talk crudes. And I'm looking at the, there's, they say who the stars of this film are. Emma Stone. And, well, Emma Stone, but you will never guess who was first billed in this, at least on, no, that would be amazing. You'll never guess it. Okay, well then say who it is. Clark Duke. Wow, Clark Duke first billed as a crude. Good for him. Yeah, and that's only on this screen where you can rent it. So it's right, Clark Duke, right. Nicholas Cage, then Emma Stone. So, so there it's is some not sort alphabetical of, order. No, that was the thing. I thought so too, and then I saw Nicolas Cage. So that's interesting. I don't think Emma Stone should be that low. I do think it should be Emma Stone, Nicolas Cage, Clark Duke. But yeah. who knows? I don't know what the kids... The kids might be big into Clark Duke. Right, right. Star of Sex Drive and, and uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Clark exactly. Duke. Yeah, so who knows? I mean, I'm I'm a Clark Duke apologist, so I think that's good for him. This is, I mean, this is great for him. All right, we we do have to watch this movie in the next few weeks. You know, yeah, go back I in think... the archives. We did this for War with Grandpa around Christmas time, and yeah, I think it's time Crudes finally have earned being featured on Bo Boys special review episode. Well, I think February twenty third. It comes to uh, it's a rental available probably for a lower price point. We do it then. Okay. By then, this film may be very close to the $50 million mark, which would be a huge milestone. You figure that is a couple of weeks away. And like you're saying, there is a possibility because there's very, there's nothing coming out. I mean, there's something coming out next weekend we'll talk about, but I don't think it's going to be a box office. I don't think it's going to do Buffa Bobo. Mm -hmm. But Croods could go back to number one. Wow. Wow. This is a we'll huge see. possibility. So we'll see. We'll see. Let's let's rip through the rest of this here. Number three, The Marksman. Mm-hmm. Made just under a mil, 959,000. Down 
no theater count change that we could see. Mm-hmm. Nine million. Yeah, in its fourth I mean, week. The little things came in and ate this movie's lunch mm-hmm. and some of its breakfast. Yeah, and I wouldn't be too, you know. I I, I would protect your dinner. Mm-hmm. 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 Definitely. So, so yeah, that's you know, it is what it is. I think. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if the little things overtakes that. I think it will. Overtakes the nine million. So Marksman is a total of nine million dollars. Little things yeah. is at seven point eight. And it made $2 million this past weekend. So that seems like that's going to happen. Like the differential between little things and marksmen every week. If it is in that 500,000 to a million range, it takes, you know, I, I feel like I'm doing uh, the, the live vote tallying on election night. But it feels like this takes about three weeks before the little things overtakes marksman's total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So number four, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984. Oof. Yeah, I know. Made 905000 down 30%. It's at $40.3 million in its seventh week weekend. This is now a movie that is only available in theaters. Yeah. This was okay. So let's and its unpack cultural that. moment is completely over. It it's had a weekend, mo- and that's it. So that's the HBO Max Warner strategy, where they do day and date release in theaters on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max for thirty days, comes off of HBO Max, and then is only in theaters. And then at some point, it'll be PVOD, and then eventually, someday, it'll go back to HBO Max. So I think that. The thinking behind that was that once it goes back to theater exclusive, oh, then you're going to get a bump again where people are going to be so aware of this movie. They didn't catch it yet. They can't watch it on their HBO Max anymore. So now they're going to be inclined to go see it in a theater. And I think... Just based on Wonder Woman, that is clearly not true because Wonder Woman just kept falling off a cliff once it was taken off HBO Max. And there was not only no bump, the drop was even more precipitous. They're just engendering frustration because if you are one of the unlucky people that did not know that Wonder Woman 1984 was available on HBO Max, but you hear it is, and you sign up for HBO Max thinking you're going to get Wonder Woman 1984, and then, guess what? You signed up on January 25th, and that was the day after it left. Mm-hmm. So you're there with this new subscription. You're like, wait, this doesn't have the thing I signed up for. Yep. Yep. You've yeah. got to, HBO Max, you've got to make this so known to people or they're trying to make it not known to people because that's they're trying to get subscribers who are going to be frustrated by this weird scheduling thing that they're doing yeah it's 
and, and then the the continued existence of Wonder Woman 1984 on uh, marquees and movie theaters. All that does is frustrate these HBO Max subscribers when they're driving. You know, so they're they're driving through the stacks after a hard day's labor. They just found out that night before that H, that uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was no longer on HBO Max. Night before that happened, they went to bed angry. Probably didn't sleep at all that night. Get up, crack of dawn, go out work in the stacks all day. Soot on their face, you know, bloody fingernails, the whole deal, driving home from work, and they pass by their local multiplex and they see Wonder Woman 1984 on that marquee. You know, you're 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 driving off the road at that point. You know, you're 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 completely out of your head when you see that on the movie theater marquee, knowing that it's no longer on your HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So not only are you uh, uh, is Warner Media creating angry HBO Max subscribers, they are they are possibly running people off the road with this movie theater strategy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not only frustrating; it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and when we talked way back in the day about Ford v Ferrari and how all the dads would go see that movie and they would get so pumped up at all the the big car action that they would drive really fast and possibly run their SUVs and minivans off the road. That was at least car accidents that came out of joy and came out of exuberance. You know, these Wonder Woman 1984 car accidents come purely out of frustration. And that's Mm -hmm. a big difference. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I don't think that strategy is working. And as we've seen, there are many drawbacks. Oh, yeah. So, let's go to number five. Mm-hmm. Monster Hunter. Holding steady. $585,000. Down 20%. Still in 1,476 theaters. Losing some theaters. Down 39 theaters. Has made eleven point eight million in eight weeks. This thing's sticking around. People are yep. still going to see this film. Yep. Yeah, the gamers came out. The gamers came out from Mila Jovovich and Paul W. S. Anderson. It was delayed, but they did it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hear this a lot, and you shouldn't hear this a lot, but on this one, good for the gamers. They came out for Monster Hunter. Ooh. I wouldn't say good for the gamers ever. Good. Well, I'll never. You'll never hear me say good for the gamers. And don't pull I, me saying that I'll never say good for the gamers to make it seem like I said good for the gamers. No, don't. Do it's that. already done. It's already done. Don't want to do be old boys. Want to be old girls. Want to be old people, uh, people. Have already cut your audio into a smear campaign. So. Oh my god! Too late. Well, then there's two things that we need to mention. In okay. the rest of this top 10. Of mm-hmm. course, number nine, War with Grandpa. $156,000 plus 11%. Wow. This it's movie went up, up 11%. Holding steady in 530 theaters. It added five. 
we are now at 19.8 million dollars in its 18th week is it possible pat yes are you a numerologist are you a numerologist am i a numerologist just answer the question okay no no i am not now i want you to look at these numbers Mm-hmm. I want you to look at the total gross and the amount of weeks this has been in the theaters. Okay. And what I'm seeing here mm-hmm. is that this film, one of the biggest winners of the year 2020, okay, will make $20 million in its 20th week. Interesting. Do you see that, this? Do that you see could this? That happen. I could see that. You're. It's at nineteen point eight million. It's eighteenth week. It could end up at twenty twenty. Wow. Because think about this. If it it made more money this weekend, mm-hmm. so if it makes if it makes thirty three hundred. I'm sorry, three hundred grand more. It's over 20. Right. I mean, I think right. we're almost guaranteed that this film is going to make $20 million in its 20th week. I mean, the, the, the thing is, it could make us $20 million in its 19th week. It could possibly make this last $1.2 million. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, this last like $186,000. This upcoming week, it could do that. So that would spoil it as if it makes it early. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We will not announce the box office isn't announced by the day. It's announced by the weekend. Right. right. This film will probably not make that. It could be very close next weekend, but we won't announce it till the next weekend in which it'll be over 20 on yeah. its 20th. So that's the thing is like, you know, for all intents and purposes, historically, when you look back, you're going to see a tw- $20 million plus total gross on its 20th weekend. Yeah. 2020. That's numerology. Yeah. It's got to be. That is numerology for sure. Yeah, War with Grandpa will cement itself as the movie of 2020. Yeah. Um, and of course, we've been talking about this the last few weeks, and now we are getting so close. People, send in your applause so that your applause sound files could be part of the historic celebratory episode for the War with Grandpa. Because when the War with Grandpa hits that $20 million mark, there will be an episode of this show that is just applause. For War with Grandpa. It will be mainly our applause. We may include some famous applause uh, moments from uh, history and, and, and movies past. But we also want to include the applause of our wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people. Email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Get us those sound files. Get us your applause. Clayton, do we want to give them a demonstration of what, again, what we're talking about, what kind of applause we want? Yeah, no hooting and hollering, please. No. 
just sustained applause. Yeah. It so is like not the, it's not the kind of applause when it's like, you know, you're trying to get your your um uh kid from climbing off the the roof. You know, you don't want to do this like Yeah, no, get you're not from here. You're not angry at the you're not angry at this. No. No, no. No. This is not, you know, getting your Rottweiler out of the street. It's not like it's yeah. not that. No. It's not that applause. No, you want you want a sustained, respectful, exuberant applause. So do you want yes. to give an example? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's go for it. That's it. We want you know, the- at least twenty unique clapping hands mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so at least twenty different hands clapping or applauding for twenty million dollars in week number twenty. Yes. So if you want to be one of those twenty, because here's the thing, it's not guaranteed that you're gonna get into this. No, no, there's we gotta gonna be hear. a lot of hands. Yeah. We gotta hear the hands we got to hear the sounds we got to know if it sounds right because we don't want to sour this with somebody who's applauding too angrily think i want you when you're sending in these files before you Mm -hmm. record your applause be mindful think about what you're applauding for don't phone it in don't be thinking about something else don't be applauding something else if you can't genuinely get it into your soul that the war with grandpa has really reached a high echelon and really done something, if that's something that you can't really get a hold of, don't send us your applause because I will sniff that out immediately that you're thinking about something else. You're thinking about clapping for that touchdown you made in high school. Right, you know? right. Usually, like when when people act, they're told to think about something else from your life, you know, to draw that emotion. That is that. not what we want here. No, we don't want you to um to clap for that time that you you know you 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 did like uh, some donuts with a four wheeler in the uh, back of the uh, you know the Rite Aid parking lot. When you were a teenager, that's not what we want, you know? And again, of course, we don't want you to do the single angry clap like this, No, you know, like you're trying to get a chipmunk out of the vents, not that kind of clap. We want you to purely think about the war with grandpa, the, uh, the success that it has hit, the level that it has reached in our society and applaud purely for that. Yeah. The fact that this was a movie on the shelf. This mm-hmm. was a movie on the shelf and was given a new life. This is the American underdog story. This, mm-hmm. if you can't clap for this, then your priorities are really messed up. Yep. Yep. So send us those applause as either MP3s, waves, M4As. Send us those files. Slack files. The, yep. To the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Be part of the celebration 
the all applause episode for the war with grandpa coming up soon very soon um and, so that and, was yeah that yeah. was war with grandpa and then we just have to mention down at the bottom of this chart mm-hmm. our boy nick turner yes had his film <gasps> killer raccoons 2 dark christmas in the dark made a little money this weekend Back, back on the on charts. The, back on the charts. Six hundred dollars in one theater. Wow. It's got a cum of twelve thousand nine hundred and eighty-two dollars mm-hmm. in its twenty-eighth week. That's incredible. The longevity of Killer Raccoons to Dark Christmas in the Dark, starring Nick Turner. That is incredible longevity. Yes. That that the fact that people are still going to this film. For laughs, for solace. Yep. During this hard time, I think is impressive, and you know it's a testament to his talents. I mean, yes. nobody, you know, I I don't need to sit here and espouse the talents of Nick Turner because obviously, people know them, right? Because right. they're packing the theaters. Yeah, I mean, six hundred dollars in one theater—that is what we would consider. A full house. Yeah, it's a respectable... That's the thing. It is a respectable amount of people in one theater. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. think about that. That is a $600 theater average. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Which, when you look at some of these big movies, it's doing better than Wonder Woman. Wonder it's Woman's got $486 per theater. Better than The Marksman? Better than The Marksman. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's it's big. it's that's not touching Crudes, and it's no, not touching no. Denzel. But we're we're talking a different level here. No offense, obviously. Like Nick knows where he's at. I mean, he's he's a comedy star. Comedy is having a little bit of trouble at the box office. He's trying to bring it back, and obviously, he's doing as well as anyone could hope right now. Exactly. Wow, that's huge. Great for. Killer Raccoons 2 and Nick Turner back in the box office charts. Um, Yeah, I mean, just looking at these charts, were there any completely new movies? There was something called Earwig and the Witch was in your top 10 this week, made $123,000. That's a Studio Ghibli, Giblet, what is it? Studio Ghibli? Studio Giblet, yeah. Movie. Uh, so not much to talk about there. I think that's also available on streaming, so it's not any and, great shakes. And I it think... looks like the other new movie was Little Fish, an IFC Films movie made $21,000 in its opening weekend. So that's a movie that's out. I think, Pat, I, I don't think there's anything else to talk about in this chart. I do think there is something we need to quickly talk about that we forgot to talk about during the, our Super Bowl slash big game conversation. Okay, so let's do, this will be the last thing we talk about. Yes. We put a pin in this. Is the Paramount Plus commercials, the rebranding of CBS All Access. Oh, boy. Now, we yeah. can deem this a failure, correct? Yeah. Because... God, I totally forgot that that happened what a nightmare of a big game commercial that was well we were staring at this fake 
Paramount Mountain mm-hmm. during the whole game. They would cut to it during commercials. It was this weird dystopian vision of this mountain, this snowy mountain with stars around it that was looming over the arena. It was yeah. not something that you want. Like, a mountain is imposing. It's something right. that you need to really, really be prepared for, and you need to weather it. It's an experience that is laborious. Mm-hmm. That's not what you want signifying your streaming service. No. You want something that is... You want a water slide. Paramount should have had a water... Paramount Plus should be a water slide. It's mm-hmm. wet. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You don't have to walk. I mean, you have to go up the stairs, but even then, you probably could get one of those. You could get like an elevator to a to one of those right. if you wanted to. That is the issue with that, number one. Number two, this commercial was full of characters that were all... TV characters, well, and well, most of I, them are available on regular broadcast TV. Yeah, so I mean, the commercial for Paramount Plus was all of these, you know, Paramount, Viacom, Viacom-owned IP characters walking up this snowy mountain and, and being miserable. Like, mm-hmm. they were suffering. Yeah, this sucks, they thought. And and you yeah, had... Beavis and Butthead even said this sucks, I think, because yes. they were in there. It this commercial felt like it was a commercial financed by Netflix to make fun of Paramount Plus. It was a hit piece. Yes. And the the IP that they are touting is felt so small because when you compare it to what its obvious competitor is, which is Disney Plus, and Disney Plus is like we got Star Wars, The Simpsons, Marvel, Pixar, a hundred years of Disney animation and Mickey Mouse and Frozen and and all these characters. Plus all of the history of Fox. So we've got the Terminator and Titanic and Avatar and all. And then Paramount Plus, they're throwing like unnamed Star Wars, Star Trek you know, soldiers out there. Like, was it wasn't like they had Spock out there. They just had a guy who looked like he was from a Trekkie convention. Now, Pat, I'm going to... And then they had, like, SpongeBob. Who was that? Was that somebody that I didn't... No. It wasn't Zachary Quinto. I don't think so. I think it's from that streaming show that they have. It's the streaming Star Trek show. The, whatever it's called, Explorer. I don't know what it's called. I just thought it was a Trekkie from a, a, a convention that they, you know, that they were like, oh, there's no convention this year. He's the only one who showed up at like the, you know, the Colorado Convention Center. And they're like, no, there's no convention. But do you want to be the star of our Paramount Plus big game commercial? So let me do something real quick, because I yeah. pulled up this commercial, one of the commercials that's called. Paramount Plus Expedition Sweet Victory Super Bowl commercial, right? And I'm just going to go through. This is a, a minute and a half, so bear with me. I'm going to go through the characters that show up in this commercial, okay? Okay. Just to give you an idea of this kind of hodge, this weird motley crew that they're trying to get people to sign up for, okay? Mm. We've got Dora the Explorer, 
animated Dora the Explorer, not the film version. Right. Right? So this is focusing not on movies, which I think is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Number two, we got Jeff Jeff Probst, right? <sighs> now we have, let's see. We that, have- that's, that kills the whole service right there. You cannot tell me people have got to pay for a streaming service to get Jeff Probst. That's insane. He's, he's available on regular broadcast TV. Yeah. Now we got Picard. Now we have Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck and Trevor Noah. Okay? This is, what you, this is the first 20 seconds of this commercial. You have Trevor Noah in a hoodie. Mm-hmm. And that is going to sell this service. And I think there's also the problem with this service is that people are thinking, wait, that's on Comedy Central. Right. So why is Paramount have this? Because people don't understand production companies. They don't know. So it's this weird distortion of reality because then you got Beavis and Button and you're like, wait, that's MTV. So mm-hmm. what is this service? They're just confused. Oh, right. then you got Stephen Colbert, a guy you can watch YouTube clips of because that's all you really need to watch. Nobody watches those shows completely. You right. got a guy from SWAT, mm-hmm. that TV show SWAT. You've got Young Sheldon. Mm-hmm. You've got DJ Khaled holding a Grammy because I guess the Grammys are going to be on there. Here you mm-hmm. go. Beavis and Butthead. They're actual film stars, Beavis and Butthead, though. I mean, they, right. they've, ha- they've had a big budget film that did Buffa Bobo. So at least they're movie stars. Right. J- James Corden. Oh, I'm like, like, this is like such a motley crew of people. Let's see. Let's go forward. See if there's anybody, anybody interesting. Oh, a crank anchors puppet. Some that's golfers. the one that. That's the one that really got me is when you saw a crank anchors puppet, and because and people, the crank anchors puppet is the Paramount Plus version of uh, a, a Darth Vader of Mickey Mouse. Disney Plus is saying. You know, we have every Star Wars movie ever made, and Paramount Plus is saying we have crank anchors. And it's the That's old stunning. guy. It's the old puppet from Crank Anchors, not like Spoony Love or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so weird. And then, of course, SpongeBob, which is the only thing that they have. SpongeBob really is the only thing that they have. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, you have. Samara from The Ring, who is the dead girl in the well from The Ring, shows up. She's the biggest star. At the end, it's the demon girl from The Ring plus Beavis and Butthead. That is how they're selling this. I feel like this is a prank. Uh, The people who put this commercial together are pranksters. Yes, this is a crank being yanked on all of us by Paramount+. That's the thing. Plus. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we if they don't reveal that this is the impractical jokers who mm-hmm. did this commercial. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The impractical jokers aren't on Paramount+. Plus. Well, they're which on... makes it more likely that they're the ones who put this commercial together. Because this commercial I... felt like it was a prank on the Paramount executives. Yeah. So 
what are we and here's the other problem too and i know we don't want to be talking about tv at no. all but you got to put a pin in this paramount their biggest show paramount network their biggest show is yellowstone mhm that is on peacock not on paramount plus how do you let that happen how do yeah. you let that happen i mean we do have to see that contract status could change you know that i'm not sure about yeah, but I mean, I think that's the thing is like Paramount Plus is not going to be something we're going to talk about because it doesn't have any real movies that we're interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that just wanted to mention that. We also need to mention, I know we're going long. Got to put a pin in it. Judas and the Black Messiah coming out, wide release, Warner Brothers, day and date. Coming out this weekend, February twelfth. What do you think it does? Do you think it goes to number one? Um, God, that's tough. I mean, all of these movies. It does it go to number one? I don't think so. I don't that, think so. It's I an awards play. Is, yeah, I think this does less than. I think maybe this only does like a million at the box office. I don't wow. know. It feels like an art house movie, you know, compared to little things in Wonder Woman. I think Judas and the Black Messiah maybe does less than little things and Crudes is going to do this weekend. So you think it goes in at number three? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it, it I does? I think it's got to make at least two. Okay. So let's I mean, do I think over, it, un, over under two. Do you go over? I go over and I think it goes to number one. All right. I go under two. So we'll see. All right. That'll be very interesting. Yeah. So, Pat, I think we did it. Yes, we definitely did it. So um, where can they so find I, us? So, listen, I have to put a pin in this. I have got to go. So I've got to – I've really got to get moving. But before I go – I just have to let everyone know of something that they should be a part of, which is the Jake Fogelness Patreon. And and I, I got to get moving. I got to, you know, we're doing this in the morning. I got to uh, start the work day, but I couldn't possibly in good conscience start my work day without letting people know of this really cool place where a lot of fun unique interesting stuff is going on the jake fogelness patreon and that it's a really safe place you know i mean that is what's key that is why even though i have to get to work i owe it to our wannabe oh boys wannabe oh girls wannabe oh people people to let them know that jake fogelness patreon is a safe place where you will feel at home with a community of like-minded people who just want to experience Squirt TV episodes, Squirt TV clips, anecdotes about Squirt TV, and of course Jake Fogelness take on what's going on in the news, what's going on in pop culture, some of his, you know, not just current pop culture, but pop culture from the past. And that to me is what's key. That is what is so unique about the Jake Fogelness Patreon is that you get that look back. 
at 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 picks and and you know unheralded gems from pop culture past that Jake Fogelness is bringing us and he's bringing it to us in a safe way and you know I got to get to work I got to get started on my day but my day starts and ends with this Patreon my day starts and ends with not just being there but letting other people know that this is a place that exists, that is fun, that is unique, and that is safe. So before I go, that is what I needed to say. Join me at the Jake Fogelness Patreon, everybody. And of course, email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let me know. You know, we talked about the applause earlier, but email us too about your experiences with the Jake Fogelness Patreon. Send it to theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. No, just send that, that to Clayton. Pat. Send no, that way Pat. Clayton Clayton could also read about these people joining the Patreon and experiencing Squirt TV clips, Squirt TV full episodes, anecdotes about the making of Squirt TV. Tell us about your experience with those things. The B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. I'll read them. Clayton will read them, and Mm-mm. it'll be great. Until next time. We'll smell you.